We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's three guys who combined to play 15 seasons in the National Football League trenches. Well, two guys. And Mackey, who didn't do sh- he just, he just sits there and looks pretty. This is the O-Line Committee. Good. Well, Thanksgiving week edition of the O-Line Committee here. Phil Mackey, Jeremiah Searles on remote location. Again. Alex Boone. We can't tell you where You're he right. is. Again. He's somewhere. Listen, hey, just, the, I don't the have a laptop. an agent. Yeah. Never and I don't ends. have a laptop, so I'm literally lugging around my desktop. Everywhere, I'm like, oh, I think what? it's time for laptop. Yeah, I literally have my. I have Why my don't iMac. you have a laptop, dude? Because I have my iPad, and I thought my iPad could like double as a laptop, but it just doesn't work. It, it just doesn't. I, it just doesn't. I need. I need a. I need a mobile command. So Emma's like, "Well, we'll get you one for Christmas." I was like, "No, I need this. Like, that's not a Christmas gift. Like a Christmas gift <laughs> that doesn't gift count. Is, that, that doesn't, doesn't count. count. No. no. If I'm putting it on the work card, it doesn't count as a Christmas gift. <laughs> <It's> a- <laughs> Yeah, honey, no, you still need to get me the uh, you know the unlimited foot massages at the yeah, pedicure place down the yeah, street. Okay. Yeah, Don't be that guy. Hey, before yeah, we hey. do, who's the mic? Before we get into this, we got a big game this weekend. I'm not talking Nebraska, Iowa. I'm not talking about Gophers, Badgers. Okay. Ohio that State, game. Booney's Ohio State squad that against game. Booney's former Dude. coach Jim Harbaugh. What happened? Dude, the Boon Bowl, baby. Just, it's the Boon it's Bowl. It's the Boon Bowl. It's the Boon Bowl. It's been a minute since uh, maybe I think the last time was probably when I was there. We were one and they were two. And the winner went on to the national championship. And that was pre-fucking all this playoff <laughs> shit. It was like, dude, you got to be one and you got to be two. That was it. I remember, remember, like you would, you were praying. I remember we beat them and somebody called me and they were like, we're just praying that they want to see a rematch of this game. Like there's no chance they're going to want to see a fucking rematch. Like they're going to want to see us play somebody else, probably down south. But back then, you think about how hard it was to get into the championship. Like, you were just relying on people to be like, we want to see this game. Because mm-hmm. yeah. there was a couple in there that it was like, I don't know about that. I remember going, I don't know if that person should have been ranked number two. But okay, sold tickets. But I got to know right now, steak and a beer, who you guys going? You know, I got Michigan. I got Michigan. I think We, we already got a steak and a beer, bro. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we're listen, back. listen, Linda. I like Michigan. Because physically they beat the shit out of Ohio State the last two years. Like, beat them up and down the field physically, right? That's just been what it's been. Now, I will say I think Ohio State's defense is better than it's been in a long time this year. Mm -hmm. But I just don't see Michigan being stopped on offense with them enough. Like, I think with Marvin Harrison, you know, they don't have a lockdown corner at Michigan. 
So they're going to try and get the ball to Harrison a lot, but I think it's going to be a fantastic game. But oh, I just yeah. think at the end of the day, it's going to be a grinded out fest on the ground, and I got to give it to Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards and J.J. McCarthy on mm. that side. Okay. I, You're being okay. judged right now, too. Don't, I, I know. I know don't, I'm, don't that's fine. That's fine. I'm going to enjoy that nice porterhouse from Manny. It's going to be great. <laughs> We have like seventy three steak and a beer bets lined up right now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we need to start taking. We need, to, we need a whiteboard, Mackie. We need hey, a whiteboard Mackie. behind you. I know. That's just a steak and a beer whiteboard. Just write. Just white. Put them up. And go back. Put listen to all there. the episodes. Beep. All right. Hey, I hinted uh, Mackie, at this. Don't, don't, don't get out of it. Who are you? Who are you betting? I know. No, I told. I hinted at this when you were on Purple Daily yesterday, Booney. Mm-hmm. I also have Michigan winning this game. Game on. And all the stuff that Jeremiah just said, he just broke down like the X's and O's and all that stuff. Sounds great. I'm picking Michigan because Jim Harbaugh went to the podium yesterday and quoted Ted Lasso for how he has kept this football team together with all the outside noise. You got a coach up there just slinging Ted Lasso quotes leading up to this game against Ohio State. Dude, I'm telling you right now. Who's got it better than us at Michigan? Who's got it better than us? This week I don't stand for that Harbaugh nonsense. Like he can really just <laughs> oh, take a long okay. walk off a short bridge, okay? Because he's rooting for the other team. That's why don't you text him that? See what I, stand, text I stand. I stand not him. with him. Text him right against... now. Do it. Text him. What do you do want it. me to say? Don't be a coward. Don't be a coward. What do you want me to say? Text I stand him. with text you. Him. You're, you're going down this week. Hey, you how cheater. would if I say chocolate shake? Chocolate <laughs> shake. Cheater. Bet? You cheater. <laughs> Hey, cheater, you're dead. Yeah, no. Once you fire another assistant coach as a scapegoat, <laughs> right? Jim, all caps. I yeah. knew it was you. No, you just got to send, yeah, send him the, what is, oh, what's that movie where, like, he opens the door, kicks him in the nuts, and goes, you know why. <laughs> right? Like, just, you just send him that and be like, you know why you're going to lose, cheater. But I do, I like Michigan, dude. I think Michigan, I think Michigan wins the whole thing this year. I really do. I, I, I think they go all the way and win the natty this year. It's the year for them, man. I like it. Boone's head's about to explode. Okay. Right Who do you think wins it all? <laughs> You're Ohio an idiot. State? You think Ohio State wins it all? Yeah, With that quarterback? With that quarterback? No chance. I can't wait no till I can't wait till Iowa makes it into which they are into the Big Ten yeah. championship game <laughs> and holds right. one of these teams beats one of these teams that's 12 another to nine. thing. You've just added another <laughs> game that means absolute because the two top teams from that conference are already playing, and then the following week it's like the winner has to play Iowa. Oh, oh. trap <laughs> game. Dude. That's a trap game. Trap game, man. Their defense is legit. That's what's sad. If you're if you're planning trap games at the beginning of the year for the best team in the country, you <laughs> You've really fucked up. Like you just made it terrible. I'm sorry. I don't hey, care it's what the last you say. It's the last year of the Big Ten East, Big Ten West. Like Thank next God. year, it just goes to the big, the, whole ten, the country, big eighteen. Now the, right. USC, yeah, the big eighteen. Yeah, we just let everybody in. Hey, you know yeah. what I love even more? You want to talk about a low key like new mic? How about what is it? Oregon State and Washington are going to remain in the Pac-12 alone, dude. And do oh, what? they're just gonna just gonna play each yes. other Dude, nine times. Why? Because they're probably making money off Pac-12 apparel, and they're like, "Wait a minute!" And the TV stuff. Yeah. You eight, you eight teams want to leave the billion dollars we're making? Okay, cool. Well, we'll split it. Yeah. You guys do they are get stupid. Split the, is the current TV deal still in place? They just get probably. To split it yeah, they're not idiots. They're like, wait a minute, more money for I us. I kind of feel bad for the Pac-12, honestly. Oh, like, I do, Loki. They, they, this is like the best year that they've had as a collective. Seriously. Group. Yes. In a decade, yeah. two decades, right? Like, as collectively top to bottom, like, man, there's some good football being played in the pack. Eh, blow it up. You know what? Yeah. Right? Go like, to the Big Ten. <laughs> you to the Big Ten. <laughs> you to the Big 12. Colorado, you're out. No one wants you're out. you. You're out. Nobody wants right? you like, anymore. <laughs> 
tired of your way, shit. Hey, by the way, remember that thing we said in the beginning of the season where we were like, we'll all take a look in 12 weeks and look back. Yeah. Boy, that, that went real sour real fast. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, and now everyone's decommitting. and like, you yeah, know that, what, Oh, that's the best part. All the five stars are like, oh, LOL, JK, I'm out. Like, I'm no out. thanks. No, we're good. We're good. <laughs> you apparently really weren't that hard to find, Prime. You apparently really weren't that hard to find. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. who's the mic? Yeah. Who's the mic? I want to start you guys off because something's mm. fresh uh, on my mind me, from Mike. last night. Hit me. We'll go around the room. Who's the mic where we identify the biggest things on our mind in the football world here? So my mic this week, Chiefs wide receivers. Mm. Oh. Beat last night, it. and I'm sure a lot of people were watching this last night, uh, Monday Night Football. This like the, It's pretty rare that you look at a game three months into the season on the schedule and it lives up to the hype from when the schedule came out. And that yes. game was, that game was a blast. Yes. yes, yes. So the Eagles come back in the second half and the chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, we've seen it a million times. He's got the football. All right. Regardless of what just happened, one touchdown drive. Let's go. Let's do this boys. Just one. They, catch. Just need one. They matriculate their way to the 50 yard mm, there's line. Your word. There's your word. Matriculate. Here we go. <laughs> Blue 42, here we go. Patrick Mahomes drops back, and Valdez Scantling has five yards on the defensive back. Wide Not open. even really laying out. Open. It was like in stride, dude. Wide open, yeah. bounces off his hands. Absolute dot. That dot. wasn't even the worst one. How about the because next about one on fourth three down? Three minutes later, it's fourth and 25. It and went Patrick through his Mahomes hands. throws a dot, a laser, 28 yards down the field to Justin Watson right through his hands. Hey. The best was Troy Aikman goes, can we can we see that again? Did he just drop that? And he goes, <laughs> yes. yeah, he did. He just dropped it. Dude, I'm not Insane. kidding you. Pat got to his back foot and threw a yeah. dart. Was like, dude, come hell or high water, this ball is coming to you. And the guy literally. <laughs> how, about Mahomes hey. at the, how about Mahomes at the podium? He's That's, like, did you hear him? He was no. like, he literally he was like, you know, I guess. He goes, you know, I guess I could have put that ball like a little bit so we didn't have to reach out for it. Like Leadership. I could have put it a little bit yes. closer. Like hey. just standing up there, just arrows it's, in the it's chest. Like when, right? It's like when even Andrew though everyone's Luck. everyone's sitting there going, "Yeah, okay, Pat. Yeah, maybe next time you just throw it even like really a lot better than the perfect throw that you gave." It's great, man. It's like hey. when Andrew Luck used to have ribs coming out of his jersey after the game. <laughs> right. He's like, "I just gotta get there, get that ball out." I gotta see quicker. my first read faster. <laughs> I gotta get rid of the hot. Hold on, I'm puking Hold blood. On. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I'm fine. Hey, leadership. We, we, we used to watch his film and be like, Loki, how does this dude survive? Like, and he would get up there and be like, well, you know, I just got to get there faster. Well, I gotta, it's me. And you'd be like, before, stop. Stop saying well, before that. We get, before we get on that, you want to hear a crazier stat? Joe yes. Burrow has been sacked more times in the first however many games of his career than Andrew Luck has been. Wow. That. And went to a freaking sacked. Super Bowl. Yep. With one of those Joe players. Burrow has been sacked more times than Andrew Luck was at the beginning of his career, which forced Luck into early retirement. And it wasn't like a major injury that forced Luck into retirement. Right? No. It was a conglomeration of a rib, a shoulder, a wrist, a calf. Right? Like yeah. they start to they add, add up, up when these dudes they take these beatings like this. And I saw that stat and I was like, man, that's that's tough. And Joey B being out for the year now, the Bengals might as well just rinse and flush this year and start hey. over next year. Like, it's just a tough time to be in Cincinnati. You, you low-key hit my new mic. That was hey, going to be Cincinnati. Before you hit your new mic, because I want to give you one more thing on the Chiefs receivers. I want yes. I want to play a game yes. with you guys. I know you guys yes. think like stats games. are stupid, okay? Stats are stupid, but I'm going to give you a stupid stat. Yeah. 
Guess how many Chiefs receivers have dropped a pass this season? I know they have the most in the NFL. I know there's, they have 24 drops on the year, which is the most in the NFL. If I said I'm gonna guess, eight. I'm going to guess seven. I was going to say seven receivers have drops. Dude. And, and Booney, you say eight. Eight. Well, Over. Ten. Yeah, I agree. Dude, they've had They're not 10 doing him any different favors. dudes hey, have dropped a pass. I'm telling you right now, his O-line and his wide receivers are not doing him any favors. They he's are still literally, first in the AFC. They're making him play against his own team. Like He's like, listen, I'll throw you a dot. You just got to catch it. And they're like, no, I won't even do that. And he's like, okay, fine, I'll, I'll throw another dot, another guy catch it. No, I don't want to be the guy. It's like, guys, we're trying to help you. We can't just throw it to Kelsey all day because people are eventually going to figure that out. And at the same time, their whole clutch thing is just not showing up right now. Like last night, I expected him when he got that ball back with two minutes. I was like, it's over. Yeah, 100%. Kelsey, Kelsey dropped one, too. Kelsey dropped yeah. one toward the end. And then came back I'm, and caught two I'm not going to get two in a row. Yeah, he's, <laughs> I mean, dude, he's yeah. like the guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's the, all they have. Him and Pachenko. And it's like, dude, when you talk about everybody else letting you down. Pachenko. What is it? Pacheco? Pacheco. 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 Tomato. I love watching him run. I mean, they got just everywhere. But at He's going to be out of the league in four years. Yeah, so you kind of hit. That was going to be one of my new mics. But my real mic this week has got to be Geno Smith. I mean, dude, mm. I don't know if you've ever heard about a quarterback leaving a game and then coming back in because the backup was so bad. <laughs> and by the way, did you see Drew Locke's stats? It was like two for six for an interception and three yards. Like literally, wow. Gino was on the sideline like, hey, do we have any toward all left? Just, just put it straight <laughs> into the elbow. Go ahead. He had like later. an ice pack. Like I, I don't know if it was a heat pack or an ice pack, but like his arm was wrapped at one point. I know. And I was like, oh, shoot, he's done. Right? Like you don't wrap anything unless you're done. And then all of a sudden, you see him on the sideline trying to throw the ball again. And you're like, no way, this dude's coming back in. Gino, like, and what sucks, and what really sucks to add on to your mic is it's going to make the Thursday night game this week terrible. Yeah, yeah. right. Like Especially that was going to be Niners. a great game between full strength Seattle, full strength San Fran. Like that's a clash of a classic battle of the NFC, right? And now it's just like, oh well, Drew Locke is playing. I guess no. hammer, hammer no, 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 me no. over. No, no, Gino's playing. Brody. We'll see, dude. Brody. Those he elbows, those elbows, though, those elbows, like, you know, the day of, they're like, okay, we'll be all right. It's always like day two, like today, right? Tuesday. All he's that toward all that's hey. in his system has slowly worn off. And now he's like, oh, God, I got to play Chase Young, Nick Bosa, Eric yeah, Armstead, Fred Warner in about three days. Dude, this is a classic matchup, too. I know. I know. Dude, we used to I have know, so know, much fun. Oh, Gotta do it. Gotta but do it. that sucks, dude. It sucks for Gino. I hope he's okay. I hope it's nothing serious. And yeah, great like, dude. Also, yeah, Drew Locke. Yeah. They're still. I mean, if he can heal up in the next month, if you look right now, so the Vikings are the seven seed. The Seahawks are right above. Everyone else below them on the outside looking in is like four and six or terrible. Worse. So they, they can. The Seahawks can lose this game. They're probably still a playoff Whoa. team even if they lose. No, 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 no. We're not talking about losing. No one wants to lose. <laughs> well, we're not no picking the game because like, hey, we, we don't know who the quarterbacks are. Yeah, we can't pick that game. We can't pick no, no. that game. We're not picking no the quarterbacks. Game. No. no. Uh, Jay, who's your mic? Give us your mic. Oh. I got a mic for you. I got my Mackie. Roll the tape. Mackie, oh, here we go. We, oh, Mackie, we have production Mackie, roll, for this. Roll the tape, oh. Mackie. I got a production. mic for you. Roll the tape. I, I think there's a lot of mediocrity in today's NFL. Yeah. I don't see the excellence that I saw in the past. Why not? And hope. Why not? I think the coaching isn't as, as good as it was. I don't think the development of young players is as good as it was. The rules have allowed a lot of bad habits to get into the actual performance of the game. Mm -hmm. So I just think the product, in my opinion, is less than what it's been. I think I look at a lot of players like Ray Lewis and Rodney Harrison and Ronnie Lott 
and guys that impacted the game in, in a certain way. And every hit they would have made would have been a penalty. Mm. You hear coaches complaining about their own player being tackled and not necessarily, why don't they talk to their player about how to protect themselves? We used to work on the fundamentals of those things all the time. Now they're trying to be regulated all the time. Offensive players need to protect themselves. It's not up to a defensive player to protect the offensive player. A defensive player needs to protect himself. I didn't throw the ball to certain areas because I was afraid players were going to get knocked out. Mm -hmm. That's the reality. Wow. I didn't throw it to the middle when I played Ray Lewis because you knock him out of the game and I couldn't afford to lose a good player. That is my mic because that's something that Boone and I have talked about for a long time. It's something you talk about, and I'm going to break this down into a couple places. The first is the first part of that video where he talks about the development of young players. That's the biggest thing when he talks about that. And that goes all the way back for me into college football too. You know, you start talking about why are young players struggling to make immediate impacts in the NFL, right? You're always going to have your elites that are doing it, right? The first rounders are always going to come in because they're NFL ready. But what are the fifth, sixth, fourth rounders? Like when are those guys starting to show up? It's really not, you're not seeing a big impact from those type of players. And a lot of it is because of the development that has been taken out of the NFL. And it comes back to the lack of practices, the lack of OTAs, the lack of padded practices, like all those things that are for player safety, and I understand it, is hurting the actual integrity of the game. The actual integrity and the actual product that is being put out on the football field week in and week out is lacking compared to what it was just because of the lack of preparation of the handcuffs that have been put on to the NFL. right? And that even goes back to... You look at what college football is doing now with the NIL, the transfer portal. The college football game is even becoming simpler and less schematic and lack of development because these coaches now have turned into babysitters yep. of their own players once they've already gotten there. Right? It used to be, Boone, when we showed up, you oh. showed up like, oh, you guys recruited me? I'm so excited. Oh, man. I'd be like, hey, freshman. Sit down there, eat shit. You'll get your turn in two years. Okay. <laughs> right? Like, that's what it was. And now yeah. you show up. And you have to coddle and baby because if you don't, they're just be like, well, this sucks. Transfer portal. Right? Like there's no learning how to grind and learning how to go through some of the, the hardships and the adversity and hitting that. So then you add that to when guys get to college or get to the NFL and there's even some more of that sprinkled in there. It's just turning into a lack of production on the field. And Tom Brady's spot on here on this first part. And then on the second part about making football violent again. <laughs> I, I mean, A, it's kind of weird coming out of his mouth because he was it's the king not. of it at, at the end of his He's career. He's like a huge reason why they changed him. Right, the and, that's, and that's the part for him. was like, hey, remember the tuck rule, pal? Like, remember that? That was that was definitely you. Diving and like, at knees. Hey, yeah, that was you too. Hey, that was a good rule that they admitted, but I, will, I, I, do. I, but, I agree with you. Go ahead, Jay. I would say, just to finish it off, like, to talk about players understanding how to protect themselves – I think that it's not as much the players, it's the league, because how many times have we heard guys like Rob Gronkowski or guys like, um, I can't remember who the receiver was, that was like, listen, I'd rather you hit me in the head and hit me in the chest than take out my knees. It was Fitz, was right? Then take out my ACL and potentially like, end my career. Yeah. Right? Like, and so I think it's the league having to listen to former players and understand, like, yes, there is a time and a place for player safety, but no one is holding a gun to your head saying you must play this violent game. It is a violent game. We all signed up for it. We all know what we came in here for, right? So that's my mic because the lack of development. I saw that video, and I was like, man, he's spot on with so many of those things.
I agree with you 100%. And I think the lack of development is one of the things that it's just, it is what it is. And it's not going to change for a while until college decides to change. Because it's like you said, Jay, the minute these kids hit a hardship, they're like, you know what? I don't like it here. I'm going to leave. And then the minute they get to the NFL, they're like, hey, I'm going to leave. And you're like, where are you going? To the bathroom? Are you going to come right back? Like, they're still going to be making fun of you. You can't just leave when you want to. It's like everybody else in the world. You can't just leave when you want to leave. You have to deal with these things. And that's why putting that transfer portal in was stupid. You have set these kids up for failure in a massive way. But I agree. Go ahead. The transfer portal for me, it's good and bad. There needs to be some, there needs to be a little bit of a, a little bit of sting if you transfer which is what it used to be right like hey you transfer you're giving up a year of eligibility yeah right like i think that if you transfer twice now that needs to be the case i'm tired of seeing quarterbacks play for three teams in five years like yeah. i'm sick of it right i don't that does it does nothing right i don't want to see guys bouncing around like i think if you want to transfer once cool all about it you can transfer once you start trying to transfer multiple times and do different things and all that stuff there needs to be a penalty for it I agree. And to the to the violence of football thing, I think that it's not shocking to hear someone say that. I've been saying this to Mackey for a while, that I think that it's it looks like it's just lame football now, right? Like, And now you see these guys are starting to hit each other at certain times, and they're getting in so much trouble. Defensive ends can barely take down a quarterback without getting a flag, and you're like, dude, at what point are you going to let them play football? Because, Jay, you and I both know the minute you have to go out there and think, like, oh, I can't do this – it slows you down. It doesn't let you yeah. play as fast as you want to play. Now, I agree. You should never hit a quarterback low, and you should never hit him in the helmet. But if you get him right in the rib cage, dude, fair game is fair game. What do you want I mean, me to do? Like that, that, P, that pass interfere, not the rough in the pass on Fletcher Cox last night. Right? Oh, like he didn't take him to the terrible. ground. He didn't lead with his head. He bench pressed he Patrick Mahomes because he's much stronger, bigger, and physical because he's a D lineman right. and pushed him down. And Mahomes is like, oh, what happened? Right? I mean, yeah. that's the kind of stuff. And. Even even uh, Jackson, the safety from the Broncos, I get it. He's had some issues with like hurting people over the last couple of weeks. But that hit he had on Josh Dobbs, completely and totally fair in my mind. A couple of reasons. One, you mean you mean, Josh you Dobbs, mean fair to the rules, or, or yes. do you think that hit should be legal? Because I, I no, mean, I think a that's a legal hit. Of, but it was he well, got fined. He got suspended listen, four more games. Four games. He got suspended four more games because of that hit. It wasn't called a flag, but again, he's a repeat offender, and they suspended him four games. And people are like, well, look, he hit the quarterback. He was Third a running one. back in that play. Right. He was also, right. Hawk took the pitch and took it and gave it to him, and he's running. It's third and one. What are you supposed to do? Not light him up and let him get well, the first but down? But you can't, the rules, as, and I'm, I, here's what no, I'm saying. I, the rule is you can't lead with the crown of your helmet. That is, that is a rule. He hit him with his left shoulder. No. I mean, the crown of his helmet this, was. He led with his helmet, but here's where it gets sketchy, and this is where me and Jay are saying. The minute that Hawk pitched him the ball, you are not a quarterback anymore. You become a running back. You become every other person on this field. I said it on Purple Daily. The minute you leave that pocket, you are not better than anybody on that field, and you better get ready to get tattooed. Our quarterbacks were not afraid to be like, hey, guys, I'm going to stay in here a little bit longer, okay? Just don't let me leave here. You're like, you got it, dude. Don't leave, okay? Because you're not out beating any of those dudes across the field from you. But at the same time, the minute they do, people are just up in arms. Like, oh, my God. It's like, what do you want the safety to do? Let him get the first down, and then all of a sudden he gets pulled from the game, and then he gets cut? You can't sit there and tell people to slow down. I hate when people are like, it's not right. Shut up. You but the thing play. is, like, but, but here, how but for, fast you have to go. But from it's the league's hard. perspective, this is, and this is, and you guys can disagree and light this up if you want to. The league is viewing this as this is a TV show. Their biggest revenue pie is the billions of dollars they bring in from ESPN, from Fox, from CBS, right. NBC. And the star of that TV show, there's there's about 20 of them 
10 to 20 of them, and Patrick Mahomes is the Tom Hanks. Correct. Those are the movie stars of the movie. You say, okay, listen, we're going to... we're going to try and uh, put together a billion-dollar blockbuster hit, but we have no access to the top you know, 20 actors anymore. It becomes a lot harder. So the NFL would rather take a safety out for five weeks, Kareem Jackson, who's a good player but like not a household name, than this marketable pastronaut character that's like literally become one of the stars of their TV shows. But that's they're trying to protect the biggest stars of their know. TV show. We know and, what yeah, they're and doing, that's what and Tom still don't agree that, with it. And that's what Tom's saying, too. Tom's right. saying the same thing. Like, the product has gone to shit. Right, like the polished product, like you have the freak shows making the freak shows and the dynamic offenses that are passing now, but like there's not really, in my opinion, a truly complete offense in the NFL right now that is truly balanced and run and pass that can get up, put their hand in the dirt and run the ball effectively, drop back and pass. Like it's all one dimensional football because teams can't, they don't have time to work both, right? You either have, you kind of have to pick one. Right, like, hey, we're a physical running football team, so we're going to drill the shit out of it in the limited amount of time that we have. Or, hey, we got a quarterback that we're paying $200 million. We're going to run it. Hey, O-line, go over there and do one-on-ones and figure out how to just protect this guy. Like, there's not enough time in the day with the rules that have been place, put in place to actually be a true, polished, top-to-bottom complementary offense anymore. Is there also some irony in that part of stripping down practices in the offseason was to just preserve health and I don't want my guys to be tired and grindy that by by stripping some of that away in the offseason that you're leaving guys more susceptible to get hurt in the regular season or yes. is that a myth 100%. no I agree with that that's 100% if you don't go if you don't give it everything you got and then you show up with so like if you just take off like right now there are some teams that from January to August they do nothing they do walkthroughs they sit in meetings. You show up in August and your body is like, dude, you want me to get back into a car wreck? And then all of a sudden you're zero to 100 again. Yeah. Whereas back in the day, and yeah, we complained a lot, but we had the right to complain. Like we were outside for three and a half hours every day practicing, every single day, fully padded. Like we were like, Singletary was like, yo, I don't care. This is what we did in the 80s. We won the Super Bowl. It's probably good for you. And at some <laughs> at some point, you were like, okay, this is a little extreme, but I see what they're doing. Because the minute you get in the game, those hits don't hurt anymore. You are so used to them. <clears throat> it's one of the things that your body is just so cognizant of it. It's like, dude, it's just like me. I had an O-line coach in Carolina, uh, John Matsko, old school grinder. And he said it best. And during training camp, we're in Carolina. We're in Spartanburg, South Carolina, hottest place on earth. Can't convince me otherwise. Right? It's like middle of camp, and you're just dying. And he's like, men, you're callousing your body. He goes, you're callousing your body. He goes, you think about it like a weightlifter. If he comes in with soft baby hands, he's going to rip them off when he tries to deadlift 600 pounds. But because he's deadlifted 200 pounds and then 300 pounds and 400 pounds over the last course of the week, his hands are rough and calloused. And now he's not worried about the pain in which his hands are going to get inflicted. It's the pain in which he's going to inflict on his own body. And I was like, makes sense. Got it. Right. And so like, that's what you're missing when you're lacking the practice times is you're not callousing your body enough for the physicality that is the NFL. Right. right? And the league can eat my ass on the player safety thing as long as they keep Thursday night football thing. Yeah, seriously, don't don't tell us that. Don't tell we, we me Thursday. Don't games. don't tell don't me player stupid. safety, and no, then no, go sure. and be like, oh yeah, Thursdays, sure thing. Look, and now we get hurt. now we get Black Friday football. Let's go like, Tuesday. I'm so I hate Let's Thursday go. night football. It's I'm just huge. I'm just watching it. Like if I have a client playing, I'm just going. Please don't get hurt. I feel Please bad. don't get hurt because I feel bad now. <laughs> it's horrible. The body's not ready. The body's not ready to play a football game by Thursday. It just yeah. isn't. 
Yeah. But anyways, that's my soapbox for just being pissed off today about that crap. <laughs> yeah, so whatever. Like no, but hey, seriously, this is what I think is great, is that we've been saying this for, what, a year now? Like, for a year, we've all been looking at this going, this is not what it was. And we're like, this is not the only time that former players have come back and been like, this is dog shit. But now, guess what? Now it's the first time that the number one player ever came back and was like, yo, this is dog shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, Tom I Brady, the man. Game and this is what it turns to. I, guys, I've been gone for five minutes, and this is how <laughs> bad it becomes. <laughs> Tom, get on that Fox. He needs to get. You could see Tim in that Boyle clip starting in Smith. New York. My goodness, Dude. call me, guys. By the way, not to pick on Tim Boyle. <laughs> yeah, we were doing. We do a segment on Purple Daily called the the quarterback cesspool challenge, where every week we look to pick the worst quarterbacks in the league and mm. aim for low QBRs. <laughs> And we were going through today. So one of our, our guys, I think it was a Declan, uh, picked uh, Tim Boyle. And he was going through the guy's stats. Like, oh, it's like, so wait a second. Bad. He played three years at UConn. He had one touchdown, 13 picks at UConn. So he transferred to Eastern Kentucky. And he had 11 touchdowns and 13 picks at Eastern Kentucky? How is he an NFL quarterback? <laughs> I don't understand what's, how what's he's going to leave. I don't Starting for the New York Jets. <laughs> I don't understand. Robert Sala's probably like, what are we God. doing? What are we Coming doing? up next, it's Tim Boyle against hey. Patrick Mahomes. Here's a guy coming out of Eastern Kentucky. <laughs> well, that's like everyone, like now everyone's like, oh, Tommy DeVito. He put it together. I was like, are we just going to ignore that, like, he took two, like 10 sacks? Two weeks ago, Dable, like, didn't even trust him to throw the football down the field. Like two weeks ago, I remember he was like, "You hand it off, freaking Saquon. You hand it to Saquon. You throw that ball, I'll kill you." Right? And now they're like, "Look at this guy! Oh, you're just throwing touchdowns, huh? Look at this guy!" Here's a guy. Here's oh, a guy. Man. Lives with his mom. <laughs> Dude, I love the broadcast too. They're like, "This guy's mom made his bed this morning." It's like, well, probably pretty good. And now, and now the defense is gonna make his bed in the backfield. <laughs> All right, let's make some picks here. Let's make some picks. Last we week, have to. I did so bad. No, you were three so and one. You were last three and week. one. Oh, I thought I did worse than that. <laughs> That's the summary of our show, right there. Yeah. Oh, great. great. Oh, it was good. Yay. Three and one, Booney. You were three and one. Uh, I was two and two. Jeremiah was two and two. Ah, that Chiefs Uh-oh. game stung last night. Dude, the, yeah, I, that uh, one hurts. Am I no. coming back? Am I making no. a run? No, 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 What's the no, record? Who did wait? Who did back. I? Who did I lose? I had the I had the Eagles. You had the Bengals. The yeah. Bengals. That was the one that stung. We all had the Bengals. We well, all hey, had to the be Bengals. Fair, yeah. Losing Joe, nobody saw that coming. Oh yeah. And I mean, we the knew that was season. They better yeah. figure it out quickly because they didn't have much of a run game going before, and now you're throwing in a backup quarterback, and it's like, dude, you got to get it going now. Steelers yeah. too. I think you took the Steelers. Over I did the Browns, take the Steelers. I did take the Steelers. Oh, so Matt so Canada. Well, ta- I have a dumb question about him. <laughs> I guess your way. ears are. <laughs> I said for, for all you Entourage fans out there, I don't know if you have. I sent Mackie and Boone this morning the clip from Ari Gold where he comes in and he fires the guy that had the eye surgery. <laughs> and I was like Mike Tomlin walking to Matt Canada's office this morning. <laughs> Can you read it? Get the out. <laughs> Tomlin calling for his secretary. Lloyd! Yeah. Lloyd! <laughs> his oh, own man. graphic. Like, we appreciate everything he did, but uh, he can pound sand and leave. Yeah, you're <laughs> out. Not good, not good. Not going to work not here anymore. So I'm 29 and 15. Alex, you are 26 and 18. Three games back. Jeremiah holding steady at 23 and 21. Baby. Six games back. We got four games on the docket. We'll start with, and I'll, I'll make the first pick at least a couple times because I'm leading the standings. You guys can pick against me if you want. Browns at Broncos. Listen, I've been calling the Broncos, I'll go first here, a fraud for a month because every week it's like, okay, 
They can't possibly force 14 turnovers again in this game, and they do. It's becoming, this is Sean Payton teams, like the 0-9 team that won the Super Bowl. Sometimes Sean Payton teams, they walk the line of, you know, being too dirty or not, but they force turnovers a lot. So I'm starting to come around a little bit, I guess. Maybe the Broncos defense is just a ball-hawking defense. Uh, I got Broncos over over the Browns in a defensive grinded-out game here. All right. I like the Browns. I got I got the Browns. I think watching the Vikings defense, who is playing very well, hold the Broncos to field goals. Field goals only, really, right? Mm-hmm. Most of the game. And having them in really good field position at times and still them going three and out kicking a field goal, that Browns defense is next level. Right. I mean, they are just a smothering defense. They've got playmakers at every position. I like the Browns. I think Dorian Thompson Robinson's going to get a little bit going here, giving the ball to Cream Hunt, like getting Amari Cooper back involved, like those type of things. I Joku. think I think in Joku, yeah, those type of guys are going to have big games this weekend. And I think this is where the Bronco, the Bronco Magic, I think may run out against this Browns defense. I agree. I'm going Cleveland, especially because the defense is fire. And like you said, the Vikings defense, what they did, and I. I know I'm going to get crushed for this. I'm sure I'm getting crushed for Purple Daily, but everyone keeps talking about how the Broncos are back, and I'm like, dude, they just talked on the game about how they haven't put over 200 yards in five games. What is back? I played Sean Payton when he was putting up 450 yards a game, and Russ was too, just running around, and that was one of the things we broke down their plays on Purple Daily. He gets into trouble, and now he just doesn't seem like the old Russ. He doesn't seem like the guy that's just like, oh, whatever, I'll go over here. He's like, oh, it turned into panic mode, and maybe it's because it's a different O-line or whatever it is, but when you talk about Miles Garrett on the other side and what he's been doing, dude, that's a huge, huge problem to have. And, and honestly, the Vikings didn't get home a lot in that game. Right, they, they got they, two, and Wanham got one, right? Right, but I'm saying on a consistent basis, like he had some pressure in his face, but the quick there passing game. More. Yeah. There, but like yeah. I think, I think you put Dalvin Tomlinson in the middle now, pushing against Lloyd Cushenberry. Like the interior of the Browns' defense is very, very good compared to the Vikings. I mean, they're just better players, but I think the edge players are similar. So you now add into the interior pressure that they're going to bring in with just those four. I think they can get home with four all day. Second game here, boys. Jaguars at Texans. Ooh, come, come on, Searles. You got to go first. Got to go first, Searles. You got to go first, buddy. Got to go first. I'm in last. You go first. Okay, here. I'll go first. Ready? D'Amico Ryans, come on down. Coach of the year. Wow, Ooh, dude. Wow. About to take down your Jaguars. By the way, um, maybe Kyler Murray should be a little bit more on Xbox. It seems like he plays better when he's coming off of a rested week of Xbox because he they got beat. and. I don't know if anybody saw that, but this Houston team, I don't know what's going on, but I love them, dude. I love everything about them. I love their mojo. I love the way that D'Amico Ryans is coming back, and he's like, dude, I'm taking things I learned from the Niners, and I'm using it against these guys. Like, I just love everything about this. Let's go, Houston. I'll go next. I'm going to go for it. Give you a chance. All right. Love the Texans, dude. Love the Texans. Love what they're building here. The Jaguars have one loss since September 24th, and it was to a full-strength 49ers team. Now, the, the loss before that on September 24th was by 20 points to the Texans. So I will acknowledge that. Uh, Jaguars, I think this feels like a game where the Jaguars make it official going into December. We are to be reckoned with in the AFC. Like Big that. road win here for the Jaguars. That's yeah, I think the Jags have a lot more to play for here than the, than the Texans. I think the Texans are coming on like we're trying to be strong, but Jacksonville's trying to say we're a contender in the AFC, and they absolutely are watching what the AFC is right now. Right, you look at Baltimore and Kansas City, and then kind of everybody else. Right, they have a clear path to win in the AFC South. 
I like the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm just going to say this. Nectat's staying alive. Neck okay, tap, well, it's yeah. not going to stay alive because the pass rush is definitely going to be getting home because I'm trying to look up right now what they did. What do you want? I'll find Hold it. On. I'll find it. Sheldon Rankins. Sheldon Rankins. Did you see Sheldon Rankins versus Cincinnati? Did you see what he did? I'm just one guy. Now we throw in Will Anderson out there. We're just gonna we're just gonna have a ball back here, buddy. You, don't, you know what? Okay. How about this? If the Jaguars win the Super Bowl, can and but the Houston wins this week, can I tell you where you put the tattoo? Uh, no. <laughs> yes. No. Yes. Yeah. You're outvoted. You don't get declaration one. over my body. You don't get declaration right across forehead. the forehead. I'm just, I'm just, it's just a question. Just a question. Okay. Game number three. Sunday night football. Here's a guy. Here's a Buffalo guy. Bills mm. resurgent after firing their coordinator. That's all they needed. At the Philadelphia Eagles after a huge win. Shortened week. A shortened week for the Eagles. I like I the Eagles. I like the Eagles. Eagles. I'll okay. take it. I, I like the Eagles. At It's in Philly. Right? It's in Philly. Hostile place to play. Josh Allen and them have been up and down on the road. I like the Eagles, again, because I think they're going to try and just continue to run the football. Grind it out with DeAndre Swift in the backfield there. A.J. Brown's going to get back on track, right? Those two guys were missing it a little bit last night. I think they get back on track against a hurt secondary in Buffalo. They are hurt. Everyone's hurt. No one's back there besides Poyer's the only name that I recognize in that secondary. That's not the team you want to be going against. All right, the Bills, it's funny, man. This goes back years, but especially this year. The Bills either beat the brakes off their opponent by four touchdowns, or they lose close games. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much the, that's their pattern, right? And so when I when I deduce it to that logic, are they going to beat the brakes off of an opponent in a win or lose a close game? And they're playing at Philadelphia. I think I'll take close loss to Philadelphia. Give me the Eagles here. There you go. Hey, I, do I need to say anything else? I'm going Eagles. Let's go. E A G L. Yes. I just want to see Sirianni talking a whole bunch of shit to to the refs, and I just love when he gets fired up, dude. I just. There's not enough. He's great. They did play perhaps the worst coverage in the history of defense on that fourth and 25 play. And then they celebrated like it wasn't just a dropped pass. But they did also Sirianni. Sirianni after Valdez Scantley drops it. He's on the sideline like incomplete. Incomplete. I love it. Be like, you should be going. Thank you, God. Thank you for the (laughs) gift that you just gave me. (laughs) All right. And now uh, the Belichick, the Belichick Parcells Bowl here between two great historic NFL franchises. The Patriots at the Giants in I'll a be battle at that game. for... Oh, look at you. I'm going to that game. Yep, I will be at that game. Give me the Giants. Let's go. Give me the Giants. Hey, Give me the Giants G-Men. Too. Like, I can't... If I'm going to be at that game, I'm rooting for a lot. A, J. Mike's my boy. I think he's playing great. Yeah, I'm excited. But the Patriots are a mess. And if anything, the Giants can play defense. Right? They, they showed it last week, getting after Sam Howell. They're wearing it like a badge of honor. Right, they're going. Hey, I know our offense is struggling. I know our offense isn't doing what we need to do. We need to win football games. And Mac Jones has turned the ball over a lot this year. Kayvon Thibodeau, Dexter Lawrence are playing an elite level after losing Leonard Williams. I like the Giants. Yo, G man, all day. Let's go. Come this on, is great. This is this is my Come week on, to Mac pick King. up a this win here. Hit. This could right? help you. Let me listen, tell you something. You went rogue before on us with the Broncos. <laughs> oh, I'm going rogue again. You guys are there all everyone's, go, right, right, everyone's mm. writing off Bill Belichick, right? Just put this old, decrepit relic of the past out to pasture. Trade him to Washington for a six-round pick. Old Billy Boy's got a little something in the bag for Tommy DeVito, okay? And his parents, okay? 
Yeah, his parents can make his bed, fix him some breakfast, and send him off into Bill Belichick's house of No chicken farm this week. (laughs) Give me the Patriots. So, all right, those are the picks here, gentlemen. I've got about uh, 10 minutes of dumb football questions for you guys, Mm. starting with my own dumb football question. (sighs) I love it. So Mike Tomlin finally listened to the the masses yelling fire. They were literally chanting fire Canada like a month ago at a Pittsburgh Penguins game, a hockey game. So the Steelers offense has been outgained in every single one of their contests this year. Scoring offense, 28th. Yards per play, 28th. Pass attempt, uh, yards per pass attempt, 29th. Passing touchdowns, 31st. Passer rating, 29th. Third down, 25th. Red zone, 25th. Garbage. Garbage. Yeah, you're bad. You suck. How much does, in a locker room, and dude, the Bills, they came back, played well offensively after firing uh, their offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey. How much of a spark can firing a coordinator have? Have you guys now? Uh, North Turner didn't get fired or kind of got fired. I that was a weird deal didn't. in Minnesota. He I'm going to say did you guys have I'm going to say happen? he left. He okay. did not get fired. He walked <laughs> out. He was basically sure. like, "I run the offense, not you. Don't you ever meddle in my shit again." And I think that that's a good question because when North left, it was different. When Norv left, it was a huge kick to the face to everybody because mm-hmm. everybody was like, yo, where's Norv? And then Shermer came in and was like, all right, I'm in charge. Let's roll. And everybody was like, Burp. who are you? What are you doing? <laughs> this is not your meeting to run. Like, this is this is Norv's. That hurt. But normally, like, when you fire an OC or a DC, it's kind of to the point where everyone's like, we've had it. We've had enough of this. We can't do this anymore. We can't keep beating our head against the wall. Or it's a clear sign to the players that you're next. Yep. We got rid of this guy. Don't think your asses aren't on the chalk block. And that's when everybody starts to come together like, okay, hey, listen. It might have been him. It might have been us. It might have been a lot of everything. But going forward, everything that we do from now, literally, Monday, every practice, every rep is going to be watched isolated hey was it them or was it him did we make the good decision are we firing somebody at the end of the year who's getting cut like that's when everybody starts to go okay no more playing around no more bullshit guys like we're here to win games we're here to focus because while it could have been the oc and i agree that sometimes ocs call stupid plays it's on us to go out and execute it any play can score a dive could score a power could score if you block it properly every play should score so when you turn around and look at it you're like well there's really no reason that any play shouldn't work so maybe it is a lot on us Maybe he called them at the wrong time. Maybe the third down didn't make any sense. Whatever it is, it's still on us to do it. So it's kind of a spark of like, holy shit, this is real. Somebody got canned above us. We're about to be next. We all better start paying attention. Yeah, I echo everything. I echo everything Alex said because there's no more excuses. There's no, no, no one else to fall on the sword besides the players now. right? So as a player, you're going to be like, okay, this is my opportunity to show that I'm either with this team in 2024 or they're going to replace me and move on. And that is the whole thing when you fire a coordinator. You put all the onus on the players because the guy who takes over as coordinator is playing with house money, so he doesn't care. He's going to say, eh, YOLO, let's, throw it deep. Let's, let's see if Kenny Pickett, no, let's see if Kenny Pickett can find Pickens. Let's see if right. Najee Harris can start figuring yeah. his life out. Right? Like He has no worries anymore. He's playing with house money, so it is 100% onus on the players. And I think that's where you see a little bit of the spark sometimes when coordinators get fired. It was a curious hire. Just, you know, I, I don't know, look at, look at resumes and you think, okay, this guy's coming in here, a lot of college experience, minimal NFL experience. It was a first guess, kind of a cute. Now, he was the quarterback's coach a year ago, too, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, yeah. he's been around for at least a couple of years. but So we'll see if it sparks them. Okay, uh, next dumb football question, and we, we stockpile these from you guys, the audience. We love when you send us 
these dumb football questions. There is no dumb football question that we won't look to answer on this show. Nick wants to know, what is the most annoying, consistent misconception that the average football fan has about the NFL or being a pro athlete? Oh, well, there's a lot of them. But I think one of them that always really bothered me was that we don't really do anything all week. Like people would be like, well, what do you guys do all week? You just sit around. You don't do anything. Maybe like you have no idea what's said behind those doors. It makes you reflect um, yourself as a man. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, hey, good, agent things, life, good things, good things. Agent life, agent life. Agent I think life, I have to, agent, I'll probably have to, I probably have to blur out the, the screen grab of who was calling there. But. Oh, I'm so excited. They'll know. Okay. They'll know. They'll know. So you're so you're saying people you hate when people think that you guys are just dicking around all you know, week waiting you for know the next who game. Who does it the most? It was like our wives would be like, "You guys just go up there, put these dips in, watch this stupid <laughs> film. You don't even do anything. You don't even do anything. What are you doing all day? I'm over here with the kids, making dinner. You're just sitting around. You know around. what? It's not like that. I'm telling you. It's like you walk into a room and you're like, who has eyes on me? What are they going to say? What did I do to them? Did I mess something up? Because the <laughs> minute you walk in that day, there are 10,000 people looking to say something to you about something that you did the day before, the practice before, the game before. God forbid you see the GM and he walks by and you're like, God damn it. Here comes the You know, I'll tell you, it's not just players, man. You know, us, us media types too. People who think all I do is jump on here. I watch sports and then I grab a microphone and just rip on athletes. And I'm like, you know what? They're right, actually. That's pretty much all that goes into it. That's 100%. pretty much what. That's pretty much, pretty much rep. Uh, you're right. Donald, no, you're right. Donald Ruppert says when teams play road games, do players share rooms? Like, do O linemen share two to oh, a room in a hotel? This is a great question. All right. I'm kind of sad Jay's not here for this because we can save this. Should I save this one? I'll save it. I'll save, save it. it. Save it. Okay. If give he me, has a good, a good answer. One. Since Jay's not on here, we can get in a little trouble. Get me in trouble. Let's go. Let's get started. Okay. Thanksgiving. I know this is going to get you in trouble. Oh, here we go. With Vikings fans. Uh-oh. Oh, no, 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 no. Tommy Litz wants to know, did you guys take Tuesdays off? Tuesdays are a mandated off day in the NFL. What did you do for your off day on Tuesday during the season? Okay. Now, this conversation popped up for the – that Netflix quarterback series, and yes. Kirk Cousins said, "I take 24 hours off on Tuesdays. I don't do. I don't look at film. I don't do anything. I don't go into the practice. Tuesday is 24 hours devoted to family." And idiots like me were like, "Wait a second, is that normal? Like, I feel like Tom Brady's at least looking at some film and planning something for the next week. Like, 24 hours off. So, what do you guys do on Tuesdays?" I'm not going to speak bad about somebody that's injured. That's not right. And that's, that's code. That's fair. In the, in the league. Can't do that. So we're going to exclude him from this. Normally on Tuesdays, and it depends now because a lot of teams, and Harbaugh was kind of one of the first ones to do this, was he'd give you Mondays off. He'd be like, listen, after the game, you take off. You do whatever you want. We'd like to see you in here get a lift. Most guys on your days off, Monday or Tuesday, will come in. The rookies must come in. You must lift. Practice squad must lift before them. And then after that, it goes by seniority. So, like, when I was year three, you'd have to go in with, like, the young group. When I was, like, year six, you could go in whenever you wanted as long as you got the lift in. So you'd go in, you'd get your lift, you'd get your treatment, you'd get your cold tubs, you'd get your sauna, you'd turn around, you'd go upstairs, you'd always talk to your coach and be like, hey, what did you see? How did it look? Not that we didn't see it six or seven times already because we watched it. 
three times yeah. on the plane ride home or we watched it when we were at home. I always watched it when I was showering the kids up and then I'd watch it again when everybody went to bed because it was like I could see it from a different perspective and now I could get mad or I could be happy. And it was one of those things where when you see guys in there, you would start talking and you'd start putting together the next week's game plan because one of the great things is People used to do Tuesdays off because Monday was the mandatory day, but even on Tuesdays when you'd have Tuesdays off, you'd still come in. You would come in and you would lift. You would meet with your coach. You would talk about the game plan. What are we planning on doing this week? Would you? And if something was really bad on the game, then he'd bring it up again on Tuesday. Like, hey, listen, we really have to fix this this week with you. We're going to go over this. We're going to do this. We're going to talk about this. We're going to watch some more film. Like, Tuesdays, there are no days off. I, I you, you, there's no organized practice on Tuesdays. No, but you but guys you're aren't, there. You, yeah. You're there. Everybody's there. Everybody's in a meeting. Like, you could pop your head into a room and there'd be 10 guys, 10 random guys watching the, the game before or watching the next opponent getting ready. It's just always one of these things where you, there is never enough time to prepare, to get ready, to get treatment. Like, all these things become so important and pivotal. Because when you talk about, like, you really only have – three days, four days to get ready for a game, for an NFL game. Something that you like just you just got done with one, I want you to erase your mind, and this is the new playbook this week because a lot of teams now are starting to change it so that they, they're playing the defense specifically how they want to play that defense. It's not like when I came in the league, it was like, this is who we are. We run this play all the time, whether it works or not, because this is who we are. Now it's like, hey, these guys have a weakling up front. Let's go after him here. This is how we're going to isolate him. We're going to we're going to wham him, or we're going to trap him. We're going to go zone at him, and we're going to double him all day. Like these are the things that you have to start getting ready for. And at the same time, you got to go watch that guy's film because guys are showing up in the league now every week. We were just talking about um, what was his name from Houston. Um, uh, to mine totally blanks my mind, but like all year he's been playing. Okay. Oh, Sh- uh, Sheldon. Uh... Sheldon Richard, playing good. Then all of a sudden, one week he just blows up. Is that because somebody wasn't prepared enough for him? Was it because somebody wasn't ready to play him? Was it because he wasn't, you know, you don't know. And at the end of the day, you're like, this happens all the time. And if you don't watch your film and you don't go out and know what somebody's going to do against you, they're going to embarrass you on national TV. And I'll tell you what, my grandma used to call me and be like, yo. (laughs) Alex! I'm I'm serious. Alex! I saw you pulling out there, honey. You're holding (laughs) <laughs> oh man all right let's go we're gonna we're gonna wrap this podcast episode and go see if uh if jay agent life jay no we got to get to the inside baseball for the audience we have we have a, a limited recording window every week because we're all we got a bunch of stuff going on so we get do we have three awesome film breakdowns we got to knock out here oh yeah and a trip so yes I'm so excited. for the audience uh hit us up if you haven't already click the like button and the subscribe button on the O-Line Committee YouTube channel. And uh, be on the lookout for more film reviews this week. Dude, we're up to 13,000 subscribers, so thank you guys. We appreciate you greatly. Can't wait. Just and we'll catch you. We'll catch you on the film reviews. We'll catch you next week for the full podcast, the O-Line Committee. Phil, Alex, Jeremiah.